In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Good morning, folks. You'll need your uh, headlights on this morning. And by all means, remember to turn them back off when you get parked. It's foggy out there, particularly out here on Columbus Road. Going to climb up to 66 degrees. It's 45 right now. Hey, it's our update from the county commissioner's office. Trish Meal on duty today. This is the party line on 970 WATH. Ah, good morning, folks. Welcome. We went to a ba- uh, football game last night, and it was terrific. You know, Scott? Yes, it was terrific. And uh, Buffalo, um, it was it was OU all the way. Oh, yeah. That game was over in the first quarter. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but it, 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 we, we stayed for three quarters of the game. The reason I say that is because the Bobcats had the momentum from – they stopped Buffalo with a three and out on their first possession. Yes. And then went right down the field and scored. Yes. And that set the tone for the whole game from what I Final saw. Final score, 45-24. to 24, Yes. Bobcats. Yes. Way to go, Bobcats. And now they share first place in the MSA East division with Buffalo, who crawled out of town there with their go. tail between their Buffaloes. Their Buffaloes. Yeah. Okay. Did, did, did you get uh, – before we get to the commissioner this morning, did you happen to get frisked? Frisked. Frisked from carrying in your Oh, my little flavor, flavor. My flavoring? Yeah, your flavoring. No, no, no. Oh, you, did, you made it again then. Yeah, oh, I've <laughs> been doing it for years. Anyway, uh, good morning, folks. Welcome. And Chris Meal is our guest today. It's our monthly update from the county commissioner's office. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. And, um, you know, elections are just, um, let's see, today's Wednesday. So it's next Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. The 8th? Yep. And um, now people have had the options to go in and, and vote early. Um, have you heard anything like um, what percentage have actually done that? No, I haven't. Okay. It doesn't really matter. It, they all get counted on election evening. And... Um, but I was just curious how many people might have participated in voting early. But um, anyway, I'm going to do it on Election Day. It just feels right to do it on Election Day to me. <coughs> now, let's see here. There's a whole bunch of things we can talk about. One of the things we've been talking about for, shucks, it seems like years, is the sewer project, Right. Absolutely. And um, my my daughter, uh, her home was uh, in part of that area, and they finally have uh, have are hooked up, I guess, and and they've had to uh, do away with their septic tank system, and they the roads to her place are now much better than they had been in the 
the sense of during construction, it was a lot of rough stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But um, where do we stand? Are we 90%? Are we 80%? Maybe you don't know that kind of number, but give, give us an update. Well, we have different phases. And so the first phase is, like you had mentioned, getting connected finally. Um, that's ahead of schedule. Um, we didn't expect to necessarily be here until January, so that's good. Um, but there's several other phases that aren't to that stage of you know connection yet. There's different places that we're connecting to the city's sewer system, so that is sort of dependent on you know who's connecting next. Um, but the first five phases, I think the first uh, part of that is done and then the other ones are quickly going to be um, you know getting ready for hookups in the next months or two and then there's new phases phases six and seven that are just getting started and those are more out on Radford Road and um, the country club area so okay now you have any idea how many customers were added there's when it's all done all said and done, we're around 1,500-plus. Okay. Very good. Well, I know it's... Um, I, I do want to just say really quick, you know, for the residents that are going through, you know, this construction project, um, the commissioners are going to be repairing your roads yes. eventually. Now, yes. at this time of the year, uh, asphalt is no longer being put down due to temperatures. The plants have closed. Um, so, you know, and after something's been completed, there's a time frame for settling and testing. So, you know, like right now I was talking to some folks and, you know, they just got completed their, their section and it's not going to get paved until spring, you know, and that's, that stinks. Um, that's just the way it is with the timing. Um, so I'm just appreciate everybody being patient with us and we will get these roads back in better shape than when they, uh, when we showed up. Um, I, I mentioned the elections earlier, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything like that, but uh, are there concerns you have about um, the various candidates? Uh, you mean on the local level, national level? I'm sorry. I was referring to our county and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there aren't a lot of contested races. There's a couple. Um, we've got the auditor's race, we've got the commissioner's race, and I think that's, those are the only two contested countywide. Okay. Um, you know, so not, you know, the fact that we even have one contested race, I mean, and more than one is, you know, we, you don't always have a lot of contested local races. So, uh, I mean, I, I have my opinion of, you know, who I want people to vote for. I'm, I'm a Democrat, so that kind of speaks to that. I'm on the Central Committee, so. Well, <coughs> anyway, it, it's all proceeding. So um, let's, let's uh, go to the next item. In, um, the, the Athens Farmer's Market. Uh, you have been a active member of that you you, you personally mm -hmm. uh, have a booth often yep and the products you sell are 
Uh, well, goat cheeses, uh, pawpaw products, some mm-hmm. other various uh, sundries, some vegetables, you know, different so, things. So, um, pawpaws um, and, and goat cheese. Uh, how many goats do you have? I have zero goats right now. Okay, so do you purchase goat milk from others that have goats or what? Well, I recently sold my goat herd. I used to have 50 goats. 50? Yep. And wow. been making goat cheese, gosh, I don't know, close to 18, 19 years or something like that. And just the changes with, um, well, my wife was the cheesemaker, and she was no longer interested in making cheese. So that kind of created a cascading effect of changes mm. with our business. And uh, Do you think you'll continue uh, being a... Um, participant in the farmer's market i do um i mean even though your principal product is um, disappearing well it it right now i have plenty of cheese because that's you know usually what we do we make a bunch of cheese during the growing season and then we use you know sell it throughout the the year Mm because a lot of the cheeses are aged anyways um so one of the guy, the guy that was milking for us, he bought our goats. So there may be a way for us to, you Sweet. know, buy milk from our goats that now live around the corner. Good. So we'll see. Now, the, the real point, of course, is the fact that as of today, the farmer's market is in a new location. And that is uh, adjacent to the city's uh, par- Arts Park and Recreation Center, the community center. And, uh, folks, if you can picture out at, um, what would that be, the east end of uh, that complex, there are a whole bunch of solar panels uh, that are elevated and up in the air uh, with parking spots all about underneath and around. Um, but still, when I think of the parking that um, was available at the Athens Mall, um, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge, isn't it? If you count up all the... Okay, so we're going to be set up in the back two solar panels. Okay. So the front two solar panels, which there's going to be 52 parking spots right there. Okay. Those are going to be available. There's also... An, an adjacent to those are another about 25. Mm-hmm. So there's 75-ish right there in front of where the market's going to be. If you count up all the other, you know, spots at the community center, which, you know, those kind of add up. You've got the island that people park around. Mm -hmm. You've got the uh, maintenance building. There's a little parking lot there. You've got the visitor's bureau parking lot. You've got, you know, the big one would be the pool parking. Now, it's a little farther away, of course. Um, There's additional parking down that East Park Drive. And that, see, what's cool is the new spot is connected to the bike path. And it's closer to a lot of the residential uh, parts of Athens. So, you know, we're hoping that uh, we can make this work. And, you know, I think long term, there's a lot of potential partnering with the city to develop, you know, the ultimate farmer's market, market location. Um, Mayor Patterson oftentimes will mention Ithaca, New York, as an example of something like that or. You know, there's example. We've done great for a parking lot, but you know, I, I just you know, 
the farmer's market started back where we're at now. So it's like we're almost coming back home and, uh, you know, hopefully the future. Now, snap your suspenders a little bit. And what I mean by that is I, I read somewhere recently that the Athens farmer's market is considered the best in the state. Yes, there was a competition recently, and I think it's American Farmland, something or another trust. Okay. We did get first place in Ohio. That's cool. Yeah. And do you have any idea how many such farmers markets there are in the state? No, but I would say there's more and more in the region. You know, we've got, there's a one down in Pomeroy now that's, I think, doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um there's been one in Marietta that's been doing pretty well. Um, you know, then you've got a lot going on up in Chester Hill with the produce auction, with which is kind of coordinated with rural action. Yes. Um, so, you know, in general, uh, you know, I'm glad that there's more. Um, it's a great entrepreneurial place for, you know, not just farmers, but, you know, bakers and Artists, you know, because not only are the uh, farmers moving over the uh, the new location, but the artists are coming along. Um, you know, people who make prepared foods. So, and that's one going to be one of the nice things about the new spot is we're going to have there's picnic tables over there, and there's like green space so people can you know sit down and eat some food if they want. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, but. Sure. Please well, come out and support the farmers, though, because that's, you know, every there's some concern, you know, that, you know, are people going to remember where we're at or find us? So. Well, they had a big sign um, across, a um, long sign, um, kind of where some of the equipment is parked um, under a awning there before you get to, um, what's that next restaurant? Um, Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake, right. Yeah. And uh, people putting out the signage this morning and everything. And I think people will learn pretty quickly. And we're going to have an indoor component of the market in the winter as well. Really? So, yep. We're going to be in some of the community rooms. Okay. Neat. Okay. Let's, let's, um, let's, let's talk about the commissioner's relationship with the city. Now, you got a county form of government. you got a city form of government. Athens is certainly the largest city or, or community inside Athens County. Um, how do you folks, um, you mentioned Mayor Patterson a moment ago. How do you all um, occasionally discuss different ideas or plans or vis wishes that could occur? Well, we're on various different boards together um you know so like mayor patterson him and i maybe we would see each other at a sopec board meeting or we would see see each other at a regional planning commission meeting um mayor patterson has uh this thing that he convenes called the virtual roundtable which we start he started it during the pandemic which was sure. a way for us just to you know get together communicate and that's a really great tool for, I would say, community collaborations. Um, there's elected officials, but there's also 
you know, like nonprofit leaders, um, you know, other. Is that something that is open to anyone to view? Uh, you know, I don't think it's been necessarily like open to the public kind of a thing. It's been more of like an internal kind of like, I would say just strategizing, you know, and sometimes we'll, we'll pick topics for discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, like I know that when this builds money, you've probably heard about the 500 million, you know, I, I think we had a, it's like a little think, think tank session. Um, so those are really great ways, like you said, to come up with dreams and, but, you know, because we live in a small town, you run into people, you know, we all work, I mean, the city building, com uh, courthouse is not far from each other. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just might see Mayor Patterson, you know, at Donkey Coffee, getting a cup of coffee and just have a chance to chat or sometimes we take walks together, uh, walk and talk. Um, now, you mentioned a chunk of money a moment ago. Um, I'm not sure I know about that. Oh, okay. So the state of Ohio is dedicating $500 million to Appalachian counties. And it's part of this investment in this part of the state. And they're looking for collaborative proposals that, you know, go over with include many jurisdictions. And there's a bunch of different goals that the money's kind of set up for, but it's it's being administered through the Ohio Department of Development, and uh, right now people are coming up with proposals. And so, and so um, Athens County is uh, going to submit a proposal. You know, there's a lot of. Well, well, let me well, let me interrupt myself. Is this just for county governments, or could it be? Um, could no, a, cities, could city as well. Yeah, cities, okay. villages. Uh, next week, uh, Buckeye Hills will be hosting uh, a meeting locally about this topic. They're going around their, you know, the region. Buckeye Hills is the regional uh, development corporation. Um, you know, they just had one yesterday in Marietta, so they're going around to the different counties they serve and having these conversations. So there's a lot of a lot of ideas floating around out there. Um, part of that 500 million is they're dedicating 50 million for just the planning grants. Um, so, you know, it's gonna be a multi-year process of mm. getting this money and deploying it. Um, you know, I'm excited about potentially, one of their goals for this program is downtown revitalization. And the land bank has I think six buildings in downtown Gloucester that we are trying to save from demolition, basically, mm -hmm. preserve and redevelop, um, preserving some of the history. So uh, I I would I'm looking for a good partner on that, um, you know, but there's just a lot of chatter right now about different ideas. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned land banks. Uh, I've always been fascinated with that stuff. Um, it seems like land banks basically consist of properties that have not been well cared for and are now, um, what would you call it? They're blighted. B blighted or, or condemned. Yes. That's maybe the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. 
So um, a community could take such a property and uh, either, depending on how badly it is, bring it back to life or um, demolish it and replace it with something else. And, um, oh, there was discussion, and, and this is always a controversial one. There, back in my neighborhood, there was um, a, what was it, a state, um, was it part of the Wayne? I think it is. Uh, they had their buildings back there, and, and then there was a discussion about making it into some sort of child, um, Help me a little bit here. Child care facility? Yeah. Okay. And that was a couple years ago, right? Well, I think the child care thing came up recently. Even. Hmm. But the point is the neighborhood's kind of against it, right? Hmm. Because of uh, additional traffic and also they're not sure about the quality of the soils um, since it used to have industrial tanks and things. Hmm. Whatever. Hmm. The point to all of this is... Um, I thought, you know, that could be acquired as a, as a land bank and be made into a pocket park, you know? Now, sure, we have another one just up the street, a block away, um, which is, um... Sells Park? Sells Park, but, um... That's a well-populated neighborhood, and, you know, could two parks be kind of neat? Anyway, this whole concept of land banks. Um, does the county get involved in that, or the city, or what? The county helped create it, and it's an, a nonprofit kind of quasi-governmental body. Um, it includes couple county commissioners the treasurer of the county uh, also includes the mayor of the largest city and then we there's a township trustee representative so mm -hmm. those are our five board members okay. but we do take action all over the county primarily we've been working in Trimble Township and Nelsonville a little bit in Chansey um, you know, then spattered about the whole county, you know, from Millfield to uh, Coolville, you know, Shade. You know, we've done work everywhere. It's It's been a very satisfying project to be a part of, you know, to remove those, you know, blighted, tax-delinquent, abandoned properties from the landscape and get those back into somebody else's hands who can uh, do something with it. Um, there's been new houses built. There's been, you know, little parks put in. Uh, there's a long list of more properties coming in the future. And uh, we just are in the process of doing about, I think there's about 20-some demolitions that we're about wrapping up. We just finished one in Chansey yesterday um, that was right across the street from the library. Um, that one's no longer there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did several up in Trimble Township, couple in Gloucester, one in Jacksonville, one in Trimble, and then we did a bunch in Nelsonville, like 16. So mm -hmm. um, the state has a grant program that the land bank's utilizing for that right now. Um, but recently we did 
a, a rehab of a house in Buchtel, which we're going to be putting on the market soon. This is the first rehab that we've actually funded ourselves and executed, and uh, we're pretty proud of that. It's on North Akron Avenue. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really important project in our communities for revitalization, basically. Now, um, this isn't a new thing. This has been going on for a while. Can you cite a few examples of places that already have been done? Oh, yeah. Um, long list of places. In fact, you can go to AthensCountyLandBank.com. That's our website. And you can look at all the properties that are, um, you know, available. Um, people make applications for those. I mean, I, I, you know, everybody knows Joe Burrow and some of those videos that he made about poverty in Southeast Ohio included uh, several properties in Chansey that were right there on 682 heading to the plains. Mm -hmm. Those were, I think, some pretty iconic ones that we took care of. A couple years ago uh, you know if you travel up to Burr Oak and you're heading through Trimble and Gloucester there used to be about 13 properties right around right along State Route 13 or Lake Drive up there um, that were you know looked pretty bad and uh, those ones are now all gone and those are just it's a screen space for the village of Trimble very good yeah, so those are just some examples, um, but literally, uh, this this touches people's lives because you know if you're living next to something like that, um, you're usually pretty eager to have it be transformed into something better. Um, when you and I were talking about topics to talk about here, um, there was this one that I'm I'm not sure what it is community paramedics discussion yes it's a new new topic of discussion now you know schools are adding security unfortunately but also fortunately because there have been a number of very terrible situations around the nation w within schools with violence um I saw an art, a, a, a feature this morning on television about how they're also adding um, a medical personnel so that if such an incident were to occur, and I'm talking about maybe one per building, um, it would be uh, someone that has the basics for medical knowledge and could perform immediately uh, to help keep someone from passing or something like that. Okay, so when we talk about community paramedics, what does that mean in the sense of the Athens County? Well, I heard about this idea from some of our uh, paramedics at our EMS stations uh, in Athens. So that's one of the things that the commissioners we oversee are EMS. And uh, so anytime people call 911 and they ha the squad has to go out and, uh, you know, respond, sometimes there's people that are using 911 to do things like 
get some medicine picked up from, you know, the hospital. Uh, somebody fell down and, and needs picked up. Somebody needs a ride to somewhere. Like, um, so basically our run volume has gone up and there are some individuals, uh, we were just looking at some stats for this yesterday. You know, like one person in a year called 911, like say 25 times. Holy cow. Yeah. So, you know, those folks are sort of, we call them frequent flyers. And the idea of what is a community paramedic, and there's different shades or flavors of community paramedics, and we already have one right now and it's a mental health community health paramedic mm -hmm. so it is a was funded by the 317 board and hopewell health is um who are we had a paramedic and now he's working with hopewell health on just mental health issues so uh this has been going on for about a year we're waiting on his report um but basically instead of you know, sending out a squad, you know, the big ambulance, which is, you know, those things are expensive. They cost a lot of money to maintain and transport. You know, he's got an SUV that he goes out with a social worker. And the social worker, you know, the works together with the, you know, the patient and helps them get to kind of like more of the root causes, maybe, instead of going into the emergency room or, you know, going to places like that. Um, and this is a cost savings for really everybody involved, be it, um, you know, our EMS staff, uh, the hospitals. Uh, if, if we have people who are on Medicaid, you know, these are all things that are sort of pieces of this puzzle. And community paramedics are, are all throughout the country, you know, these programs. And, uh, you know, it's something that I think is going to happen more and more here in Athens because like I said it's just cost savings for everybody and uh, a community paramedic may come into a house assess the situation and realize hey this person is living in a you know maybe un unhealthy unsafe environment maybe this person needs some resources mm -hmm. x y and z and that's that's instead of just like sort of like transporting the person to the emergency room a community paramedic is going to sit down and really figure out what's going to help this person right now get past always having to call, you know, 911 to do X, Y, and Z. So that's the gist of community paramedics. Now, <clears throat> for someone who is calling 911, uh, I always thought that was an emergency. And, um, but obviously... It, from what you've described, there are some people that are just calling for help with... Um, it's non-emergency stuff, which really takes up a lot of time yeah. ba and bandwidth for real emergencies. If so they, so what needed. I'm getting at is, could there be a publication of phone numbers for this and that and distributed widely throughout the... Uh, you know, every every resident receives a copy of it. Put it up on your refrigerator or on your bulletin board. And so if you need a ride somewhere, call this number. If you need, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and in general, I would say that's being done on different levels. You know, you got the United 
way or it's 211 you know community resources you can call that number oh yeah i didn't know this so if i just dial 211 yes on any phone mm -hmm. it'll get to the united way organization yes i'll be nice um so you know there's there's different shades of that going on um you know like my my wife is actually now a community health worker and that's a lot of what she's doing is getting people hooked up with resources because we're blessed with a lot of great resources in Athens County, but yeah, people don't always know about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at least we have the resources. So just all we have to do is get people connected. Well, we can help you do that. We have kind of a loud voice. All right, let's see here. Um, ARPA, what is that? American Rescue Plan Act. ARPA. American Rescue Plan Act. And the county, we got $12.6 million from, Holy the cow. from the feds to do, you know, basically the goals of that act. Um, and uh, we've been spending some of the money. So it's a big deal. Uh, recently give give me some examples of things that you've uh, yeah well so far um you know and there's a lot of stipulations and rules with this kind of funding um one of the things that we spent money on since we were speaking about ems is we gave uh it's kind of like in response to covid and so uh you know the ems staff went through a lot during covid Many of them got COVID, you know, just all that stuff. And so we gave them a bonus, uh, sort of like a hazardous pay bonus for them. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we're spending some money on infrastructure, specifically sewer. Um, those That's one of the easily applied uses of this funding. So we put a chunk of it towards phase six and seven of the uh, current sewer project um we just awarded one point i think it was 1.5 to the village of albany so they can expand and this is going to create more economic development property because it's you know albany's the flat flat part of the one of the flat parts of the county and uh there's about 100 acres there that is potentially developable for, you know, manufacturing or et cetera, something like that. Okay. Uh, we're also going to be giving more uh, infrastructure money to the village of Chansey. Um, that's going to help expand a new piece of property there for future development, for economic development. Um, we're going to give some of our money to a uh, broadband project that's going to be happening in the village of Amesville area. So there's just a long list of uh, potential. We have like, I think, a, an extra $6 million in asks, and we keep getting asks all the time from various community organizations, nonprofits, um, et cetera. So we've got, we've started to spend some of the money we've you know got a certain amount of time we have to get this money spent so it's exciting that we're starting to deploy things and uh, see what it turns into we're trying to make good investments in the future is this a one-time thing or 
Yep, this is one-time money. Well, um, the courthouse. I, um, I was up there recently, and um, I don't get there too often. But, um, you know, that's a cool building. And I, I kind of like the way it's designed inside as well as outside. But, um, golly, what year was it built? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, well, they have, there was a fire, I know, in the, in the past. Um, so I know it was rebuilt partially. Okay. Um, but actually, I don't know that off the top of my head. Well, next time you'll know it for us, I'm sure. Um, next month when you come up. But um, there have been some improvements, a list made right there's a lot that's one of the things that the commissioners are responsible for we're responsible for the buildings and grounds for the county mm -hmm. so the courthouse is our biggest you know complex and uh we're working right now on uh some landscaping basically which was needed due to kind of just deteriorating concrete over the years and um and uh, so what's exciting about it is not only, you know, is it going to look a lot nicer, uh, we're also going to be doing some really great, um, I think, brick heritage. Um, we're working with this company out of Trimble called Trimble Brick, and um, we're, they're going to be laying down. They did a bunch of stonework, and now there's going to be bricks inlaid, and, and they're going to kind of feature all the brick history of Athens County. Um, there were five different brick towns and we're going to try to do a little like some uh, heritage tourism type of thing where people can kind of do a QR code and go to a website and learn about the brick heritage of Athens. Um, so pretty excited about that and then after we get this side done of the the main steps there we're going to next year I think be working on the other side. Well um Yeah, this whole brick thing is amazing. Um, I'm having a little trouble thinking of a name, but there's um, two people that have been very active in our community, and one particularly likes to collect bricks. Ed Newman. Thank you. Yes. And he has presented me with two Palmer bricks. Yes. Palmer bricks were made in Texas. Mm -hmm. it's in, it says Palmer right on it. And I think that's cool. And, um, you know, our famous star bricks and right. other things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, there was, what, Gloucester, Trimble, Athens, Nelsonville, Wassel. Yeah. Were the other, was the other one. Amazing. So. Well... So courthouse improvements, and those will begin when? Oh, there. some of it is in the works right now. We're actually going to be wrapping that project up in the next couple of weeks with the bricks. Okay. There's always stuff that is getting worked on. So let me just open um, a, 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 a question for which it's just an open question. What are some new ideas or even old ideas 
of adding special features to our county that never have gotten accomplished yet. All right, I got one for you. <laughs> Lay it on me. Uh, it's well, the community paramedics an example of that. That's one that's a little more on the on the burner, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I, I think there's something on the warming plate that I'd, I'm hoping that we can have a really good conversation about um, in the county. And that is, is Athens County the right place for a park district? Many other counties have park districts. Should Athens County have one? So that Ooh, I thought we did. We do not have an so Athens what, what, County what, Park District. So what's a park district? I mean, we have the Wayne, we've got Stroud's Drum, we've got... Um, okay, so the Wayne is federal land. The Strouds is state, ODNR. Um, what about um, out where you just had the Paw Paw Festival? That's owned by Hawking College. So, you know, there's all these different entities, but, um, you know, many counties around us, including Benton County now, uh, just recently started a park district. And uh, it's a process that, you know, it's written into the Ohio Revised Code. Um, it in, it would involve the um, probate judge, which was Zach Saunders. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways that this could get proposed. Um, the commissioners could do it. Um, or the general, there could be a, a ballot initiative to, you know, to create it so there's different ways that it could be created and uh there's there's funding so this for, I'm, I'm starting to get educated more and more about it and i you know just have been mentioning it to different people and hey just like let's talk about this and think about this um so that's something that is worth exploring i think that's potentially as big as the land bank scott you need to remind me once in a while that midway through the show in case someone tunes in late, we need to mention who our guest is. And our guest today is County Commissioner Chris Schmiel. And he appears with us um, generally once a month, um, or at least one of the county commissioners do. During election times, um, they can't do it um, if they're on the ballot that time. But um, we appreciate having all of them come in at some point or another and share their views and that's what we've been doing today we got about two two minutes left um well thanks for the opportunity dave sure. uh, really appreciate local media i know it's a tough business nowadays um, be it print or radio or you know changing technologies etc yeah well um you know we have to change too so like we're streamed and we have 88 listeners in Bogota. You know why? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad they're there. <laughs> anyway, so what have I failed to bring up that you'd like to in this last minute and a half? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I, how about the Baileys? Has anybody been out to the Baileys lately? I've heard about it. I don't think I have. It's the mountain biking trails that are in the Wayne National Forest okay. and have trailheads in Chansey. There's a lot going on out in the village of Chansey. There's a, you can see from State Route 13 a little what they call a pump track. And usually if 
if it's in the afternoon or something, you're going to see a lot of kids riding their bikes and doing tricks and, uh, you know, skateboarding. And that's become quite popular out there. But that's just the trailhead, which leads into, I think we're up to 66 miles of mountain biking trails now. So this is a big tourism expansion, you know, trying to create economic activity for tourism. And uh, there's a lot of new Airbnbs and cabins out on West Bailey and around the area now to so, sort of serve those visitors. And uh, eventually there, there's already a trailhead in Doneville and there will be a trailhead in Bookdale. So cool. big deal. It's going to be the largest mountain biking trail system east of the Mississippi. Wow. I had not heard that fact. And it's fun and it's healthy. Uh, Are it's you a um, bicyclist? I do. I ride usually once a week, sometimes two with my friends. And uh, it's great exercise. Uh, it's a huge asset for our community. You, you, you have friends? A couple. Oh. Oh. I, well, one good friend. Congratulations. Always, we ride together. Okay. <laughs> well, we're out of time. Chris, as always, we appreciate you being here. And uh, folks... We'll see you again tomorrow, okay? In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Evans. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Borrowing money is about to get even more expensive. The Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates today, this time by three-quarters of a percentage point. The goal, to bring down the worst inflation in 40 years. But it's pushed mortgage rates above 7 percent. Correspondent Nancy Chen spoke to one man who's in a bind. For about a year, Andrew Till tried to sell his New Jersey home in search of more space. It's like every weekend, our broker calling and saying, can you get out? But even after 10 lucrative offers, he and his family took it off the market. He says there are a few options for them to buy a new house. Borrowing costs would more than double. President Biden's getting set to make a final push for Democrats in next week's midterms. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. He's heading west next, notably to New Mexico and California, blue parts of the country uh, where Democrats are in need of a presidential lift to turn out like-minded voters and make sure that their governor candidates, their House candidates hold on. He has said throughout this cycle, I'll do whatever is needed to help and I'll stay away if that helps. But it has meant a more muted campaign schedule and set of appearances for him across the country. Pennsylvania's two Senate candidates are zeroing in on the Philadelphia suburbs as each tries to make headway in a very close race. CBS's Robert Costa is in Langhorne. Bucks County, Pennsylvania, northeast of Philadelphia, is where Republican candidate Mehmet Oz kicked off his final push for the Senate. Are you happy with where America's headed? As Democratic opponent John Fetterman Tuesday reiterated that he is ready to serve as he recovers from a stroke. This campaign is all about anyone that's ever been knocked down, that has had to get back up. North Korea has fired more than 20 missiles towards South Korea, triggering air raid sirens and evacuations. One of those missiles fell into water south of the maritime border. Asia expert Robert K.